Hello everyone, welcome back to Awaken and Empower. Happy first week of June to you. It's already starting to feel like summer here in Ontario, Canada, and I'm not complaining. (laughs) I've been spending so much time outside and it's been really good for my soul. I hope wherever you are, you're making time for yourself to do the things that make you feel truly alive. I often find myself switching onto autopilot mode and I'm trying my best not to do that as much because that's not truly living. That's just surviving the day. So if you struggle with that as well, give yourself the gift of living fully awake and doing something you love and just being truly present in your life. And I have a feeling today's topic will help you do that. So last month, we talked about some really big topics on the podcast, like transformation and self-love and trusting and honoring the timing of your life, kind of bigger, heavier topics, but in the best way. I love having deep life chats. I live for that stuff. And I think it's really important to have these types of conversations. And it's a big reason why I started this podcast. So if you listened into those episodes, thank you for being willing to explore those topics with me. I loved every episode in May. I just felt really aligned with the solo episodes. And of course, my episode with my friend and former coach, Melina, was just so amazing. I was really happy with how that one turned out as well. And I just feel like that episode is full of so much light and good energy. And I'm still so grateful that Melina made the time to share that energy space with me and offer up some of her light and her wisdom so if you missed out on any of the fun in may i encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes and yeah like i said i really love talking about deep and big topics but i also want the show to be a place where we can talk about the fun parts of life too you know lighter topics because i've noticed that i have a tendency to take on the weight of the world sometimes and be in my feels constantly and have existential philosophical thoughts always taking up space in my head. (laughs) And all that is great. I love it. It gives meaning to life, but it can just be a lot sometimes. (laughs) It's a lot for my highly sensitive, empathic heart to always be thinking about life in such grand ways. So yeah, after the types of episodes we had in May, and with the arrival of June and the start of summer later this month, I think I'm ready for a few lighter episodes. They won't be any less meaningful, of course, just a little more lighthearted. Also, kind of playing off of that, with the new month, I've been setting new intentions because I just feel like I need sort of like a refresh with the start of June and, like I said, the beginning of summer later this month. And a few of my intentions revolve around my creation process with this podcast. I've created 20 episodes. This is number 21. And my creative process has really been serving me as I've been learning how to create and run a podcast and finding my flow with it. But I think I'm ready to change things up a bit and also bring more lightheartedness and fun and flow to my creation process. And I'm just going to be completely transparent here. When I create an episode, I write out everything I want to say and I have notes in front of me while I record the episode. And I do this because I've always believed that I express myself better through writing. Writing has always been my thing. I wanted to be a writer when I was younger. 
I studied writing in university and writing is now a big part of my work. So it only made sense for me to first write these episodes before recording them. But lately I've realized that I'm kind of relying on this writing as a sort of safety blanket because I have this limiting belief running in the background of my mind that tells me I won't be able to truly express myself without my writing, without my notes. I tell myself that I can't think on the fly or speak off the cuff and I was convincing myself that I wouldn't make any sense if I just spoke without notes and it would just be safer to write first and then record. Basically, it was my anxiety trying to run the show and limit me, but you know what? I'm just about ready to challenge that belief, and in fact, I have been challenging it for the past couple years. I don't know why this is still a thing for me, because I have done speaking engagements without notes in front of people, like live people. I have done podcast interviews and even a TV interview without notes, and in the couple interview episodes I've done for my podcast, I didn't have notes. And also in coaching sessions I've done with women, I coached and spoke completely from the heart. And I usually come away from all these different experiences feeling really proud of what I said and just feeling so in flow and connected to myself. Heck, even with something as simple as talking with my friends, you know, we get into some big and deep life topics and I don't have notes during those conversations. I just speak from my heart. Writing has always been my favorite means of expression, and it'll always be a big part of my work, but I'm starting to realize how, in terms of this podcast, it might limit my voice in some ways or prevent me from really accessing a creative flow and a feeling of fun when I do these podcast episodes. I don't know if this is making any sense, but what I'm trying to say is that I'm ready to take off the safety blanket and challenge myself and continue proving to myself that I have everything I need within me in every moment and I can always access it. I can speak straight from the heart. I can come to my podcast mic and let my intuition guide me and I can trust that what wants to emerge will emerge. I want to bring more of a conversational flow to these episodes because you know, it's mainly just me sitting alone in my room talking into a mic, but I also want it to feel like you and me and anyone else listening is sharing an energy space or having deep life chats over cups of coffee. Doing this podcast can sometimes feel like I'm just speaking into the abyss, but I'm also keenly aware of the lovely souls who are choosing to spend their energy here with me, and I just want to honor that a little bit more. Of course, I'll probably still do like an episode outline and have a general idea of what the episode will be about as I record it, but I want to rely far less on the words on a page in front of me and instead rely on the infinite wisdom within me. Yeah, that feels really good. And I wanted to share that with you because I always want to be open and honest on the show And I'm also sharing this to, I guess, encourage you to look at your life and see if you're covering yourself in any safety blankets. And think about if you could release yourself of those blankets and challenge yourself and expand your comfort zone in ways that feel good for you. Because that's always available to you. And like I always say, you have everything you need within you. So anyways, thank you for listening to me ramble on about this. I'm really interested to see how my connection to this podcast changes as I change up my creation process with it. And I just have a sneaking suspicion that it's going to feel even more authentic and more true to me. 
Not that it hasn't been true to me up until this point, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> also, before we get into today's topic, I wanted to share something really special. A sign I got recently that reminds me yet again of how powerful and important the work of coaching is. And how much of a privilege it is for me to get to facilitate this work as a coach. I recently had a coaching conversation session with a lovely woman named Alexandra. And after the session, she was kind enough to write me a testimonial. And in it, she said, I am so glad to have found Shaylin, for she has helped me understand where I was stuck and what was holding me back from aligning with my soul's purpose. The very first session was eye-opening, and I am forever grateful for her presence and insightfulness. How sweet is that? <laughs> and even more than that, I feel like her words show that even after just one coaching session, powerful realizations and shifts can be made. I feel like I talk a lot about coaching and how amazing it is and all the value you can get out of it. I can talk about it until the cows come home, but it's also just one of those things that you can't fully understand unless you take the chance to experience it yourself. So as much as I love to talk about it, I love to actually do it even more. And I was just so grateful that Alexandra was open to the process and really listened to everything that came up for her. Because, you know, I'm not sitting there telling my clients how to think or feel. I'm creating a space for them to notice what is already within them. To put the pieces together and visualize and verbalize and contextualize what is wanting to emerge from their soul. It's some powerful stuff. And I'm just so grateful for the testimonial Alexandra wrote. And I'm even more grateful that I get to do this work. So if you want to experience this magic for yourself, you can always schedule a coaching conversation with me like Alexandra did. Just email me or use the contact me page on my website and we can get it all set up for you. All of my contact information will be in the show notes if you're interested. Okay, so now that we got all that out there, let's talk about nourishing rest and play. Now, lately I've been feeling really called to bring more rest and play into my life. Like I said, summer is around the corner, we've entered a brand new month, and for me personally, I just put a lot of my energy into my work in May, you know, with the launch of my new coaching program and all of the creating I was doing for that. So I'm ready for a refresh, and lately I've just felt like I need more nourishing rest and play in my life. So today I'll be talking about that and just my general thoughts about this topic and I'll also share some reflection questions that you can ponder on to just think about the role of rest and play in your life and maybe how you can bring it into your life more. I just think this is something that is really important to us as humans, this privilege we have to rest and play. I mean, we're not machines, we're not built to work all the time and things like rest and play really enhance our life. They're like the sprinkles on top of the ice cream of our life. <laughs> so I'm really excited to talk about this today and yeah, it just feels really good to be diving into this, you know, new month, the sun is out more and summer's coming. It feels like the perfect time to really think about how to bring more rest and play into your life. Now, currently, I do struggle a little bit to implement um, rest and play into my life. I do think I'm pretty good at turning off of work mode. 
Um, but I think that I try to maximize my rest time, if that makes sense. I have trouble sitting still and doing things just because it's fun. And I often fall into the trap of giving everything a purpose. Especially this past month, my mind was just constantly going a mile a minute. And I, as I was, you know, trying to promote my new coaching program and connecting with people to do sessions. And there was just a lot happening. And it was all good good stuff. I mean, yeah, I had bad days, but there's just a lot of little things I wanted to do in order to really do this program justice and make sure people knew about it and all that stuff. And yeah, I just feel like May was a really, it's a, it was a whirlwind month, but in a good way. And now that it's done, I feel like I just need some time to rest and play And not try to maximize my rest and play. Just, you know, let it be. Be in the moment. Be present. Be more mindful of how I rest and how I play. And I think it's important to realize too that, you know, our external surroundings and our society has an impact on our rest and our play. We are all conditioned to be productive, basically. Society runs on productivity, especially capitalist society. And rest and play is often seen as lazy or not useful. We always need to maximize our time and be working and making money and, you know, working towards our goals and doing things all the time. And, you know, that works for a lot of people. People enjoy that. And in a sense, we need that in order for our society to run. I just think it's it sucks that rest and play are not as valued as work. And I guess it also depends on like how you were raised and what you were taught when you were younger and what other people around you thought of things like rest and play and what their views are of productivity. I think just like with anything, it's important to kind of think about why we think a certain way about certain things. Because a lot of it comes from our conditioning and our programming and just our external experiences, you know, how we were raised, the media our society, our culture. So I think it's just important to be aware of that and kind of question it if it doesn't feel right to you. And maybe you you can't even realize that it doesn't feel right to you in the moment because it's so locked in your into your unconscious. But I think with things like rest and play, it's just so obvious, at least to me, that our society doesn't value that as much as productivity and working. And that's also really present in like the business and entrepreneurship space. You know, it's all about the hustle. I freaking hate that word. (laughs) I really don't like hustle culture and just the word in general. It's like, that's not the only way to achieve success, you know? And as I've kind of dipped my toe into the world of entrepreneurship over the past few months, almost a year now, I love that I get to make my own schedule But it's also easy to start to believe there's always something I could be doing, especially since I'm so new to this space. I often start to feel bad about myself if I'm not trying a new business strategy or reading up on how to be a better coach. There's always something I could be doing. So it's important for me to take a step back and realize that I don't always need to be doing something for my work. I can allow myself breaks, <laughs> and I have done that on a small and large scale, 
And like I said, I just don't prescribe to hustle culture and a lot of what business is portrayed to be because I've always believed I want to run a business based in feminine energy, which is really closely tied to rest and play. Rest and play are big parts of our feminine energy. And our society is largely based on masculine energy. And there's little space for the feminine. In fact, the feminine is often looked down upon. But for me, being in my feminine often feels so much more empowering. And I believe there needs to be a balance. I just don't see that balance in society just yet. We're all still relying unconsciously on our masculine energy. And I hope one day the feminine is valued as much as the masculine. And I think it is. It's coming to the forefront more. For me, I choose to put a little bit more focus on the feminine while still, you know, tending to my masculine. Because like I said, we need to have a balance. But for me, I just spent so long in the masculine that it turned into wounded masculine. And after a series of personal awakenings that I've gone through, I just can't go back to that way of living. I need more feminine in my life in order to feel a sense of balance and meaning and fulfillment in life. And I just believe in a lot of what the feminine, the divine feminine portrays. I think it's just so important for everyone to have a connection to their divine feminine, no matter what your gender is. Like masculine and feminine energy has nothing to do with gender. We all have both these energies within us. We all have access to them. And yeah, I just think it's unfortunate that a lot of people aren't in touch with their feminine because that's not what we were raised to believe or to pay attention to. Everything runs on masculine energy. And I love seeing some people, some women out there really trying to shift this paradigm and live life differently and make space for the feminine because it's it's so important. And like I said, rest and play are a big part of the feminine. And I feel like for me personally, last month was really, it was a pretty masculine month for me just because I was doing so much stuff. And I don't think I slipped into the wounded masculine. I still felt like I was in the divine masculine because things felt really aligned for me and I was feeling purposeful and fulfilled. But now that that month is done, I'm ready to take a step back and sink deeper into my feminine, which means more rest and more play. And in terms of rest, I think of rest as giving yourself space to just be. You don't have to be full-on sleeping to rest. Sleeping is part of rest, but rest can also look like anything that just allows you to take a step back from the action side of living and take a breather, take a break, and just be. In terms of play, I think of play as doing something just for the sake of doing it or because it's fun and makes you feel happy and fully alive. You're not doing it as a means to an end. You're doing it because it brings you joy. Rest and play are just so crucial to your sense of self and quality of life. They both give you space to be with yourself, to tune into your inner world, to bring joy to your life, to have some fun, take a break, replenish and rejuvenate and relax. Without rest and play, we'd just be working machines, basically. And I think it's unfortunate that rest and play is often looked at as not as valuable as working or productivity. It's not really just, it's not really seen as useful. But in my eyes, I think it's super useful because our doing or the most authentic 
part of our doing comes from our being. If we allow ourselves to be, then our doing will come from a more embodied and aligned place. There's just so much to be found in the stillness of rest and the carefree nature of play. And for me personally, I often get my best creative ideas, not when I'm sitting on my laptop or with my notebook, but when I'm lying in bed doing nothing, not forcing myself to create. And same with play, when I just let myself create without an end goal in mind, or when I just let myself be in the moment and have fun, that nourishment often leads to some pretty powerful results, results that I wasn't even planning for. Sometimes you need to just let yourself be. And in that place of being, like I said before, authentic doing will emerge. So I encourage you to think about what does rest and play look like to you? How does it feel when you rest and play? How does it impact your life? How does it impact how you treat yourself? These are important questions to ask yourself just to build your awareness around the role of rest and play in your life. I, I just personally think that self-reflection self-reflection allows us to live more consciously, to not just live on autopilot, to strengthen our connection to ourselves. And you can do this with any aspect of your life. And, you know, that building of that awareness can lead to some realizations you wouldn't have come to otherwise and it could lead you to create some shifts that you wouldn't have otherwise and it'll just bring you closer to a fuller understanding of who you are at your core and how you want to live your life and in terms of nourishing rest and play in order for it to be nourishing it has to feel aligned with you and what you believe you need i could sit here and share tips and advice and ideas of the best ways to rest and play but they'll mean nothing if they don't feel good to you. So reflect on what feels good to you in terms of rest and play and do that. I think it's great that there's lots of people out there, you know, giving advice or writing about certain ideas and providing sources of education for people. You know, I I take a lot of tips from people that I look up to and that's great. I'm not knocking that at all. But like I've mentioned before on the podcast, I think it's so empowering to come to your own decisions, come up with your own plans of action, your own answers, because everything we need is within us. We don't have to go looking for it. We don't have to take advice from anyone. We can decide for ourselves. And so the same is said with rest and play, you know, there's lots of tips I could give from my experience, but what's going to be even more powerful for you is to ask yourself the kinds of questions that I'm offering in this episode to really connect with your authentic answers. So yeah, give yourself that time to really sink into some self-reflection. For me, rest often looks like doing my best to turn off my working creative mind. I love what I do for this podcast and my writing and living embrace and coaching. I love it all, but I find that sometimes I'm just constantly thinking about it. It's all consuming in a good way, but it can get overwhelming sometimes. So rest for me allows me to kind of take a step back and relax, not just physically, but also mentally. I think that's one of the most important aspects for me is to learn how to rest mentally, not just physically. Because for me, I'm a person who's constantly in her head and always overthinking and just thinking in general and 
my mind is just a constant jumble of words and unfinished sentences and thoughts and ideas and it can be a mess sometimes and overwhelming and it's hard to kind of turn that noise down a bit or kind of take a step back from it because when I'm really stuck in my head that's when I feel the most exhausted it's not when I'm doing a lot of things it's when I'm thinking a lot of things most of the time so yeah it's important for me to rest not just physically but also mentally and my favorite ways to rest are sleep obviously (laughs) meditation which has been something I've picked up again over the past few months I try not to be hard on myself if I skip a day and don't meditate because I feel like for meditation it is a practice but it's also a way of living and yeah I have noticed the effects that meditation has had on my overall well-being and I'm just really grateful that I've decided to pick it up again another way I like to rest is to relax outside Um, now that it's hot out I have a pool in my backyard so I really spend a lot of time outside by the pool Um, I like just sitting with myself. That's a form of rest for me. And also being with the people I love is also a form of rest. Things like this just really help me calm my often cluttered mind and just be in the moment and take a breather, take a break. And yeah, just rest in general feels really nourishing to me. And play also helps me turn off my working mind for a bit and create just for creation's sake, not for public consumption, just for me. And I did a lot of this when I took a break from my work last year, and I did wonders for my creativity because back then I was really getting caught in the spiral of constantly producing content to be consumed by others that I had completely stopped creating just for me. Play has always been a little harder for me than rest just because I feel like I fall into the trap of trying to optimize my play or use it to achieve something instead of just enjoying the moment and having fun. I really struggle with doing things just for the sake of doing it and not because I'm trying to achieve something from it or have something to show for it. And so, yeah, lately I've been really feeling called to play more often and just have fun for fun's sake. (laughs) My favorite ways to play are reading, listening to podcasts, writing just for fun, doing yoga. I've been doing yoga almost every day for the past couple months and ah, yoga is just... I also think of yoga as kind of like rest. It's rest and play because it really helps me drop into my body and kind of tune out everything else and just, just be with myself and move my body and yeah, for me, yoga and walking, uh, nature hikes are my favorite forms of body movement. And I just love getting on my yoga mat and turning on a yoga video every afternoon. So yeah, that's a great form of play for me. Um, I also think of watching fun TV shows and movies as play. I think of walking in nature as play. Um, I also recently finished a paint by numbers painting Um, And that was such a playful thing to do. I love taking pictures and photography. Talking with my friends can feel like play. Um, Reading tarot and oracle cards. Cooking and baking. Going on adventures with people I love. All of this is play to me. And yeah, I feel like this summer I really want to prioritize play. As much as I prioritize work. Because, 
you know, people say balance is impossible in life. And I understand that viewpoint. But for me, I do strive to create some sort of balance just because it helps me feel balanced mentally and emotionally. It helps ease my anxiety a little bit and it helps prevent me from exp- from falling into depression. <laughs> so I do strive for balance and I don't know, I feel like lately I haven't been as balanced as I'd like to be, which is why I'm really trying to incorporate more rest and play because I feel like those areas have been lacking and I'm ready to bring more of that into my life. Your rest and play is unique to you, so you gotta find what feels good for you and just do that without explanation or apology or justification. You're allowed to do something just because it feels good. And especially when it comes to things like rest and play, you need to do those things because there's so many benefits. You'll have more connection to yourself and your life. You'll give yourself a chance to rest and relax mentally, physically, and emotionally. Rest and play helps you replenish and rejuvenate yourself. It can bring you joy and inner peace and calm. It allows you to refresh so that when you do go back to your work, you feel rejuvenated. And like I said before, the most authentic doing stems from your being. Rest and play is your being. You're just letting yourself be and be in the moment and do what brings you joy. Because without rest and play, negative effects can happen. You can get stressed and overwhelmed and caught up in the small things. You can start living on autopilot. You might experience mental health struggles. You could neglect what brings you joy. This might also disconnect you from yourself. It could lead to sleep deprivation, health problems, etc., etc. There's a lot of detrimental effects of not prioritizing rest and play. There's even scientific evidence that without enough rest, you know, the body can't replenish its systems. We need enough sleep and enough downtime to rejuvenate ourselves. We can't just keep going, going, going all the time. And I learned this the hard way back last year when I took my two-month break. I really took that break from my work because I was in a spiral of too much doing and not just too much doing but doing that wasn't aligned with myself and during that two-month break I spent a lot of my time just being and playing as well I went on a lot of solo nature hikes I read so many interesting books I listened to a lot of podcasts I spent a lot of time outside I spent time with my family and my friends I wrote for myself And all of that just being and resting and playing led to some incredible awakenings and shifts that carried me into a more authentic way of doing. And it really impacted me and my life moving forward up until this day. And so I know not everyone has the luxury of, you know, taking months away from their work. I feel really privileged that I was able to do that and to give myself that time and that stillness. But you don't have to do that on a large scale if it's not available to you. You can do it on a very small scale and just incorporate a little bit of rest and play into your day every day. We need rest and play as humans. We are human beings, not human doings, despite what our society tries to tell us. (laughs) We can just be. We can just allow ourselves to be here now without any stress about What's the next thing to do? 
or achieve or work towards. We can just be in the moment. So again, I encourage you to reflect on your relationship with rest and play. How often do you prioritize rest and play? How do you feel when you don't prioritize rest and play? How do you feel when you do prioritize it? What are your favorite ways to rest and play? Maybe just jot down those questions and reflect on them or write about them and allow yourself some space to think about your relationship with rest and play. And, you know, if you feel like you have enough rest and play in your life, that's great. I'm really happy for you. (laughs) But if you don't, maybe think about if you want to bring more of it into your life and how you could go about doing that. You know, it might take you putting it into your schedule, literally writing it down in your your agenda, your calendar, whatever. Make it a non-negotiable. And you can get creative with it. Try new things. Spice it up. You don't have to follow someone else's model of how to rest and play. You can make your own. To me, rest and play is integral to living a full life. It enhances our experience as humans. It allows us to tend to ourselves. It deepens our connection with ourselves and life in general. And it allows us to just relax and have fun. I think I'm ready for more of that in my life. And I'm grateful that I have the space to do that because I know for a lot of people, there's just too many other things to do to even think about rest and play. I do believe though that, you know, we can all find a little bit of time in our daily schedule to do something fun or just take a little break. You might have to dig a little bit to find that time, but uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that it's probably there. So if you really want to bring more rest and play into your life, Figure out what would help you do that. Maybe it is making it a non-negotiable and writing it down. Or maybe it's kind of easing into it more and having one day of the week that is just for rest and play. For me, that's usually the weekends. I don't really do any work on the weekends. Um, It's really a time for me to spend time with my family and watch a lot of Netflix and eat a lot of good food and get out of the house And I always look forward to it every week. So maybe giving yourself something to look forward to would help you as well. And like I keep saying, it just has to feel good for you. Make space for rest and play. Allow it into your life. Prioritize it as much as you prioritize your work. And just let yourself be. You have the privilege of letting yourself be. And resting and playing as much or as little as you like. We all have access to this. And if you just allow yourself that space and that time and devote your energy to rest and play you'll experience the beautiful effects that can come from it so tap into that feminine energy a little bit more if you want more rest and play in your life and do what feels good do what feels most aligned and fulfilling to you for me i'm really looking forward to going on more nature hikes this summer spending time by my pool (laughs) reading Hopefully getting together with friends and spending time with my boyfriend and my family and just enjoying life. I feel like there's a lot of life where we just get caught up in the little things and worry about work and stress out about all these things and that's okay. That's just part of being human. But what's also part of being human is to allow yourself to rest and play. And that brings us to the end of the episode I hope this was helpful for you or interesting at all. 
And I hope it helped you reflect on the power of nourishing rest and play and all of the beautiful things it can bring to your life. If you have any thoughts on this topic, I'd love to hear from you. You can always reach out to me. My email is shaylynivany at livingembrace.ca. You can use the contact me page on my website. I'm also on Instagram at living.embrace. And yeah, I'd just love to hear from you, hear what you think of the show, hear if you have any ideas for future topics, and just chat with you. You know, like I said at the beginning, I don't want this to feel like I'm just speaking into the abyss. I want to feel like we're sharing this space together and we're having these chats together. So if you're feeling called to you, I'm always here for you if you want to chat or if you also want to receive more support in the form of coaching or anything like that just reach out to me and we can definitely talk about that and if you love the show the best way to support it would be to leave a rating and review on apple podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and also you can share it with anyone you know who you think would enjoy the show as well and that's it for today i'm gonna go rest and play around a little bit <laughs> and I hope you do too and until next time I'm sending you so much love and warmth and good energy and I'll talk to you in the next episode bye